this is another episode of Spit Session, and Reggie just had me watch some bullshit for the second time. I've seen it the first time, but I think what happened was I forgot that I saw it because I made it go away from all types of memories that I had. He just had me watch um, There's Something Strange About the Johnsons, right? That was the name of it? I believe so. Which is a YouTube short, which is about 30 minutes long. You can check it out. You can look it up. It's free, free 99. And the premise of the entire short film, I mean, it was revealed within the first like few minutes. So I guess I can end this in the description section of the video. The premise of the, the, the entire short is that there's a family of three, uh, a father, a mother, and their only son, a uh, black family. The son is in love and molesting the father. I mean, there's nothing funny about sexual assault, but this, <laughs> oh, this movie's funny as hell. It, it was it was comical at certain points. It wasn't intended to be. I it, Maybe. I don't know what the point of this movie is. I don't know. And to make people feel uncomfortable, I think. It was very suspenseful. It was like a super thriller. It and was, it's weird because a, a white dude made it. Okay, so, that makes... Okay. It's like, well, why does right. he want a a black family? I think because it probably hits uh, a little harder. Because let's be honest, when we, <laughs> let's be honest, like, yeah, like we 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 give white people uh, a thing where we assume that they're going to do crazy stuff. Like you see, certain things have been happened in the news. You see, th- certain things have happened in public or whatever, and it's just like a white person did that, and it's just like okay, like majority of the shit that happens in Florida, we assume is a, is a well, I, I think that's just Florida in general, probably sometimes. But that shit really, uh, there were certain parts that were just really, really fucking with me a little bit. So this was this has been happening for years, apparently. Um, and the wife happens to walk up on the act of the father being molested on the son's wedding day. And she sees it. Well, let's let's get into what she sees. So I don't know why she's walking up to the little rascal style little rascal fence style. with the one with hole one hole in it in just, the wood. Yeah, coincidentally. But they're in tuxedos and whatever for the wedding, and he's just basically like, "Time to let me suck that dick, Dad." Yeah, suck that dick, Dad. He was getting ready to top him off, mad crazy. So she walks up, looks through the hole, and she sees her son preparing to fillet the shit out of his dad. And she, you know, she's like, "Oh." But she goes on acting like everything is normal. And that's 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 just some wild shit to me. The like, dad's face, the whole <laughs> short film is worth <laughs> is worth watching. Yeah, it was it was it was it wasn't bad acting. I don't but it's the fact that I have nothing to relate to. I don't know how a man who was being molested by his son's face is supposed to look, so I can't really call it. I was like, I, I don't just... know. He looked lost and constipated and confused. The whole time. Why my son keep fucking me? Yeah. So I don't know. That was that was how that was how, and I just got done watching it right now. So that was how that's how we gonna start this episode off. So uh, while we're on the kind the the, the 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 subject of movies, I'm just gonna transition into things that were more pleasant to watch. Because, well, let's let's get through this whole thing. Cause uh, so that's just the first. So the movie starts off. And he, the dad walks in on him masturbating. Oh, come on. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, sorry, son, you know, that's all natural. We all do it. Yeah. And he's like, thanks for the talk, dad. Yeah. And then he leaves, and then the, the son opens his hand. He got a crumpled up picture of his of dad. Of his dad, shirtless. And that's how it starts. Then you get the, the BJ scene at the wedding. That was... Then, uh, what happens after that? After that, um, the, the, the father is a poet. 
apparently, and he's in the middle of writing a memoir or an, uh, an autobiography about his life, and he's writing the confessions of everything the son has been doing to him, how long it's lasted. And it's how called it Cocoon Man. The Cocoon Man. I don't know why you need 500 pages to talk about. 300, 300, 300. It was 300? It was 300. You, 300. You were, it was 300. <laughs> I was paying attention. I was paying attention to what they were I saying. just, how does that... How does that even start? I don't know. Well, I, okay. I think according to this, it started on prom night. Uh, she she says she thinks she, it started on prom night, but she says she has reason to believe it probably started sooner than that. Uh, we know for a fact that his infatuation with his father started yeah. sooner than that. But when that did he the put the moves so. on? Like, when did he first know. overpower his dad? I don't know. First off, first and foremost, like, I'm going to just go on a tangent right now. We all knew it was coming. But I'm a grown-ass man, um, and this is not... To misunderstand the plight of individuals that have been molested by their sons, and I'm pretty sure it it probably has happened before, and there's without a doubt about it. But I personally, Delancey is gonna knock the fuck. I'm gonna beat the shit. Like as soon as he's like, "Come on, Dad, let me see what that dick look like." I'm gonna smack fuego <laughs> flames out of my like any any child, daughter, son. Like what a, that shit. I was disturbed because I was getting mad. I was like, dude beat his ass please beat his ass please that's all you had to do bro like but it was it's a psychological thing like it wasn't just a physical thing because the son wasn't as physically imposing as his father it was just he somehow worked his way in there and it was yeah i it, get later on in the movie once the dad's like 60 or whatever he's supposed to be like okay i get it at this point yeah. but you know how does uh, it pop off how do the first four times go yeah exactly it's like dude seriously and i think the fact that it was a taboo and that's why they spoke about a taboo like in the beginning of the movie for context purposes uh probably kept it going because how do you tell your wife like yo my our son been fucking me mad crazy like that's that's just not something that comes up like by chance really really you know and it was just it was just fucking me up just watching that because i was like bro you got to get a gun or something you gotta you gotta get <laughs> taser gotta, yeah seriously like, so he gotta, wrote he wrote the memoir called cocoon man cocoon where he man. confesses everything and yeah. he tries to his wife's in the shower and he's like well, let me put on the bed then when she get out the shower she's gonna read it and then we could have a family discussion or something oh oh my god and then apparently the son finds it he's like oh you like to write huh dad oh you like to write huh write about this dick like it it was it was like really really like seeing the 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 way that he was manipulating the father and you know the father was essentially a victim and i think i mean that goes to say that certain people in situations like this i can understand not from a personal standpoint how that works but I was seeing it, and this is just a man that has been defeated. Maybe we're super analyzing. Like, I know it's not, it's a fictional work of, like, I, but it's, 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 yeah, you know, but it's something that it, it opens up new avenues of, of thinking about things. Yeah, I, I would hope that that's the point of this. It yeah. seems just, it seems very silly and possibly was created just for this purpose for people to watch it and be like, oh, this shit was crazy. Hopefully, they're, they want us to think about. How other victims of molestation, right, or abuse in general, or you know, yeah, Yeah. uh, it's definitely opened up. So then they have a New Year's party, and uh, this man just starts kissing his wife all crazy. The son, mad crazy, while staring at the dad, and he's staring at the dad like, "I want to kiss your mouth like this. I'm gonna kiss your mouth, mad crazy." And the dad is kind of like looking down in the way, like, "Oh no, oh no, (laughs) yeah." And 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 uh, 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 and more molestation happens. Um, well, there, there's a so the dad. Okay, right, this doesn't make a lot of sense because what? 
they're supposed to be on their way out. So the son and his wife are supposed to be leaving to go to their house. The son is like, well, I want to stay for another hour and help him clean up. You go on home. You saw him break that vase, right? Yes. Okay. He got angry for some reason. He and broke, broke, yeah, broke yeah, a vase. Yeah, there you go. But then the dad, presumably this is what, two in the morning? Probably. So the dad is going to take a bath with some 1989 Walkman headphones yeah, on. Yeah, he that on, yeah. I mean, just go to go to sleep, dad. Yeah. But anyway, the son tries to get up in that bathroom while the dad is uh, soaking in the tub with his nipples out. His nipples were exposed. In the bubble bath. They look like milk duds. And uh, he's like, you know, I don't like locked doors up in here. That was dad. terrifying. You know how I feel about locked doors. That shit was terrifying. This so he, kicked, he kicked the door in. He kicked the door in. And he just... He, molested his dad. He, no, he fucked his dad hard. That shit was terrible. And then the, the wife is going to be watching TV in the bedroom, some she, surgery show. Yeah. She just turned it up. She turned the volume up so she wouldn't hear the sound. She knew what was going on. She turned the volume up so that uh, she couldn't... She could try to deny the fact that it was happening in the But it's place. like... It doesn't... Okay, you you saw the BJ happen. Mm-hmm. The dad didn't look happy about it. No, he but did But you not. could be very confused about that. Yeah. But you hear the dad getting it. He's literally screaming. He was screaming for help. You hear a door get kicked down, and yeah. then you hear the dad screaming, and she's just like, "Well, I want, I want no parts of this. They both nasty. Like, no, go help him." Yeah, it's like, go help your husband. Like, please. You and know. they show the son getting off, and he literally just let his pants drop, and then jumped into the tub with the dad. Like, they show. Like a close up kind of him getting out, and he's wearing all his his dress clothes and shit. Yeah, he saw that stuff. I was like, uh, so that's that's what happened with that. And then afterwards, the the next day, the dad has the memoir. He has this one final copy because the son made him throw away the copy and delete the files. So uh-huh. he has one copy that he had hidden under the floorboard. Yeah. So and he takes the copy and he runs out and he's just like, and the the son gives this monologue. It's kind of creepy and twisted the dad's like oh no fuck this runs out gets hit by a car he dies they're at the funeral then after the funeral the mother confronts the son like so when did this start and the son was like oh no i don't know what you're talking about you wild one and then an altercation ensues and the movie the the short film comes to an end um i was well he he's like you know what mom you wasn't even pleasing him right and then he, he starts boxing her and then she stabs him with a letter opener and then he tries to put her in the fireplace, which you remarked. Oh, if I was, all right, he he he, he weak <laughs> as fuck. Because I feel like if I wanted to put my mom in the fireplace, I would have done it easy. He was kind of struggling. That was just an observational thing. I would never want to put my mother in the fireplace. I love my mother dearly. She brought me into this world. But he was, she was not a big woman. He was, he's supposed to be like 28 in the film, I think. And he was really, really struggling. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you, do you even lift? You gotta get, you gotta step it up. A she bit. Ends, so she ends up stabbing him to death with a, a fire poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then that's just the end. We don't. See I her cut try it off. To explain anything? I cut it off. It was. We didn't see the the end credit scene where they find Thor's hammer or whatever. <laughs> well, Stan Lee just comes out. <laughs> you know. So that that that's how we start this episode off. Um. So now. That we're 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 done talking about that one. I would like to transition into movies that are more pleasant, like that have been a little bit popular. First off, there's Moonlight, which we started to discuss a few months back, but you hadn't seen it yet. Have you yeah. seen it? You've yeah, seen it. I watched. It. Okay, here we go. We can we can. This is nice. This is nice and civilized now. Here we go. All right. So, what were your thoughts on the movie? How did you <laughs> feel about that? Uh, you know, I liked it. I thought it was very interesting that it was nominated and eventually won 
uh, two Oscars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I feel like movies like this are regularly overlooked. Uh huh. Which does not shock me, but it's you know it's just surprising. Maybe it was because of the, all the flack that the Oscars caught last year. Probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is totally the kind of movie that I feel like I wouldn't hear much about. I would end up watching like on bootleg sometime after it came out, you know, and be like, wow, this is really good. Like, why doesn't anybody know about this? Yeah. Okay. But fortunately enough, you know, it, it got some buzz. Uh, what at like uh, Sundance or something like that. And yeah, I think so. When I saw it, I saw it at Century Landmark Theater over near Diversity and Clark. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a place, it's a movie theater specifically that shows like certain Sundance movies and a lot of underground like foreign films. I saw it in theaters months back. It was really, really good. And it's funny that you mentioned that you feel like the movie like that is is, is, is prevalent out there because I had a discussion with someone and they were like, you know, it doesn't seem odd that only movies like this are oscar like worthy i'm like what do you mean and he was like well i'm just saying that you know it it does seem like movies like revolving around it can never be like just a black individual it was like but movies revolving around homosexuality or you know being black and gay like it can't just be some other stuff like these are the movies that people go to see and then people like give the raving reviews right it has to be more about like suffering or something of a yeah. But to be fair, how many movies are being made about minorities, you know, uh homosexuals included like period. Yeah. So yeah. something like this with the exception of with the exception of and I'm of course I'm thinking of black films with the exception of maybe the uh, well, Tyler Perry movies are not going to be up for Oscars no. at all, and then and there's nothing. What else? I almost mean, said Soul, there's Soul Plane is supposed to win Oscar. Soul Plane, like they, these to... mo- movies don't exist. Like you know, they They're... don't. We don't get the uh, the 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 uh, the spectrum that white movies get. Which mm. it, you know, I don't know if it's fair to say or not fair to say that they're what quote white movies, but <laughs> white well, movies. There, there are certain movies like. Like I remember, like the movie that I brought up when he made mention of this was Dope, which I did see and I thoroughly enjoyed. But at the same time, it's not on the same level. It's it's different, you know. There's a certain there's 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 cinematography. There's certain technical standpoints of watching a film and acting and being written and so on and so forth that you have to take into account when it comes to certain things like this. And I know I, I don't know everything about the Academy. But it seems like they are very, very picky with what they allow to be in. And but I, another movie with a, a prominent black actor that I recall winning an Oscar. I think Denzel got something for Training Day like a long time ago. Oh, I mean, you might be right. I don't. I don't super pay attention. But you know, if you're looking at the track record of black movies, what the Dorothy Dandridge won, yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. So. I get what what he's saying. There's yeah, obviously the yeah, track record yeah, there, yeah. but also I like a comedy. Ha- I don't think has ever won an Oscar for anything. Okay, I gotta so, look that one up. You I'm know, they, sure. we obviously treat genres different differently. It has to be. It it, they, it seems like it has to be a movie that makes you feel something, or a movie that 
Even though some of them might be... What is La La Land? What was that? What is that? Have you some seen that? Some dumbass musical. I'm not going to watch that. I, uh-uh. I love musicals, but you got two non-singing, non-dancing motherfuckers to just do this shit. Like, I don't care. You know, I don't know. You know, because <laughs> I was going to go off into this thing about it pisses me off how people are dogging this movie because they say I don't care and I'm gonna come right back and say I don't care about La La Land but I, it's not the same thing obviously <laughs> but uh we can yeah fuck La La Land dude all right got you no oh, well it's 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 I didn't check it out I'm probably not going to uh if it comes on somewhere and I just happen to be there I might sit down and watch it but you know I'm I'm not I have no incentive to check it out at all so far so I can't really comment on how that movie was or is or what was going on in it because I have not seen it personally. That much I will do. If I haven't checked it out myself, I'm going to chill the fuck out. Well, I know the plot. It's basically, um, I believe, the the man in the movie, he's... Ryan like, Gosling? Yeah, he's a jazz uh, composer or something of that sort. Okay. And then she has moved you know, to LA or something to get her big break. And I think they connect and they're like, hey, everybody... Love us, love jazz music. We're gonna sing and dance around, All right. and I think you know to an extent artists like to um, jerk themselves off. You know, so you're writing a, sh- a show business is making a movie about show business, and everybody is falling all over themselves to to love it, which is kind of silly. All right, but yeah, I, I if I didn't say, I feel like I said I like musicals, but I mean, who gives a shit about this movie? Not me. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I want to talk about the movie specifically, uh, Moonlight. The things that I liked were that the movie was coming from the standpoint of a the main character being this young black child in a in, in an impoverished neighborhood. Um, which where were they? They were somewhere out south. I'm not sure if it was Atlanta or Mississippi. Or they were in Florida. Florida initially. Yeah. So this is where the movie starts and. From the get-go, this child is being made fun of by his peers for being different. I don't know how... Well, of course, it's a movie, so I'm not questioning a lot of the things in there. But, of course, like, I don't know how the children picked up on him being different or gay, possibly. Wait, come on. You lived. I have. No, no, no. He was, he was nine. No, I think he's supposed but to be nine was, in the first part of the movie. Yeah, but it was confirmed, though. Like... Nah. Uh, I will say no. I will say no. It was confirmed because he actually turned out to be gay. Well, like, but they don't really. A, they don't know what. That's what I'm saying. Don't know what gay is. That's what I'm saying. You see, so it's like as a kid, like of course in grade school there would be certain parts uh, or certain times or something like, oh you gay, oh that's gay, oh this is gay, everything's gay, everything's gay. But in this movie, plot twist: the main character is actually gay. Like it's not just a word used to disrespect someone or make fun of something, or it's not a synonym for stupid or anything like that. So. Uh, the character starts off. His mom's a crackhead. Um, well, she's uh, there's there's she a, did exactly what you were trying to get me to do. <laughs> there's a she, transition there. She to got be fair. She did she get bored? I don't know what happened. She started smoking crack randomly. See, and Reggie. Well, she is, was wearing scrubs. So she was wearing scrubs, but she they was, were poor, so she was. She's a CNA. Right. <laughs> Let's just jump straight to the like because because they were in a certain neighborhood and there are a lot of black women that are CNAs and I work with CNAs. They they, they that shit is hard. No pun intended. So she, she was doing people. crack very recreationally at first so i think how the fuck do you just start smoking crack for like a what the fuck i was like okay I, i'm sorry go ahead. i don't know either you you got friends like you that say hey man let's just taste the crack rock a little bit it can't be that bad you can stop it she got hooked on that bullshit 
continue. Continue. Uh, so, I, you know, he's, what, 9, like 16, and then 28, something like that? Yes, I believe so. So what's interesting about this movie, too, is, uh, you know, he's around our age. Yeah. So, you know, like, the time periods all match up, and that's why it's, uh, I guess, specifically or, uh, interesting watching the journey because uh, you can draw some parallels to, like, your own experience to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So he's nine. Um, people pick on him because he's smaller. That he they call him little at that point in his life. That's his nickname. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to. Uh, so basically, he's getting chased in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The local crack uh, baron. The crack den. He went into the crack den. Yes. Right. So well, no, the 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 head crack. Oh, master. the crack baron. You said. Yeah, I don't want to yes. say dealer because he was the. He the was main the crack man. Was, he was the orchestrator of yeah. the the local crack market. He befriends the boy, mm-hmm. and uh, I love that. I love yeah. that. The fact that they took they took this individual, and we know what he does, and we know what he's about. But he is a positive male role model for this child, in spite of being the one that pushes the things in the neighborhood. He really went out of his way to be an advising figure for this child. And that that was that was a well-rounded character, you know, because let's be honest, he was a product of his environment, but he was still genuinely a good person to this child. Like it, it, it was interesting kind of in, in that, general in too. Regard. I mean, he showed, especially later on, he showed remorse uh, over what he was doing. Exactly. But it uh, he he had immigrated from Cuba. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know this is how he was able to make a living. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I like to get a well-rounded opinion of things and a sense of things. So I'll read negative reviews and, and whatever else to see people say, you know, this movie is just Oscar bait. Like this is a very cliche thing, this and that. It's the same people who will watch uh, like uh, some sort of cop drama or something of that sort. Yeah. Where these characters exist only to be stereotypes or you know target practice for yeah your usually white protagonist yeah and you know that's okay but if you actually tell a story from the perspective of these people and humanize and it has them has nothing to do with the they did not focus on the fact that he was committing crimes or what he was doing it was humanized like this is a person going through this right now this yeah. is all of the all of the wrongdoing and breaking the law aside like this is a genuine this is this individual looking out for this child that has no father figure whose mother is on crack who you know and it it, it does seem kind of hypocritical because in certain films like you will have a me- generic mexican cartel member and it's always the same actors usually that play these roles like the bald head dude from training day yes yeah he's been how many movies has he been a mexican gangbanger in let's be honest it's just interesting like how how oblivious somebody can be to like the the way that they get their way you know so it's like you know it's so normalized obviously that you know white protagonists were focusing on this and their angle and um all these people they're just yeah they just exist to further this along or their stereotypes and then when it's it's flipped the people instead of saying like oh there's another perspective like let me think about this it's like well why is this happening i don't want to see this i don't want to see this but this isn't all about me and it's it works to a detriment because there are times where the focal point of the movie is supposed to be a person of color or a woman or another individual, and they will throw in a white 
individual or protagonist or a white savior in certain points because they the know time. not because they know the movie will not float as well on its own without one like hidden figures i heard about i haven't seen that film yet i've either. heard good things about it but the bodyguard was in it the bodyguard what oh his name? kevin costner <laughs> yeah, yeah water world kevin costner water world he drank his own pee can never forgive him for that shit so he was in the movie and the people that made this movie went on a limb and they said that we just had to put him in there in order to have like a focal point for other individuals. Well, to... I, don't, I don't know how that works versus it's a real life story, to be fair, but yeah. I, I get that. He's a fictional character, apparently. Oh, well. He was not, apparently, he was not there. And if I'm wrong on this, someone please reach out to me and I will correct it. But I think on. it's also, to an extent, um, you know, lazy screenwriting, which. Of course, of course. I'm going to get into with the next movie. It gets, a bit, and it gets worse because there was a Bruce Lee, I don't know if it was. A, what it was a movie about bruce lee's life but they took bruce lee became a secondary character in the movie about his own life you're talking about the one where uh this is new oh it was a new this bruce is lee new movie. this is a okay. new bruce lee movie not the one that came on tv years ago and shit yeah. like and and of course there was a white gentleman who came there and it became a love story about this gentleman and uh an asian lady and bruce lee was kind of pushed into the background because so I don't know. I don't. But then I don't make films, so I don't know. Like, when well, this movie getting... was made. Uh, you know, the the main reason this movie exists is because the bit the budget was like ridiculously low. Yeah. Um, I want to say one point five million, but that seems like even low for ten years ago, twenty years ago standards. Yeah. Um, but I found out this was a play after I had seen it, and I'm not surprised. Uh, but it is. It's not super easy to adapt uh, a play into a movie. And I would imagine that a lot dialogue-wise changed. Uh, you know, something that I really liked about this movie, outside of just, I mean, it's a it's a great film. Yeah, cinematography is is, is amazing. It is. But I enjoyed the the space that they give everything. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say that the dialogue is sparse necessarily, but a lot is conveyed without words. That's true. That's true. Especially towards the end, towards the end, later parts of the movie, um, the intimacy, the mo- the most intimacy we intimacy we've seen between the main character and his interest or his love interest or partner, it was was kissing, and that was during the teenage years, I believe. Um, so they so uh, without going into, I'm like, assuming yeah, everybody's yeah. seen this. Spoiler alert, whatever. Uh, basically, he tells him everybody thinks you're soft you know, let's, let's wrestle and then people will see it and, or, or prove whatever. I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly if I'm gathering that right. Like what happened if he was... wanted the kids to see that he wrestled with him or he wanted to prove, he wanted him to prove to him specifically that he's not soft. They have a, a cute little wrestling match. Then they fast forward, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, the drug dealer who mentored him has since died. Yeah. He he's now in high school. And we don't know how I'm, I'm happy they didn't show how it happened. Um, cause that would have taken away from the focal point of the movie, which is this character. But they don't show, you know, it's like, they don't show him counting money. They only show somebody doing drugs one time, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. that was when he catches the kid's mom. Yeah. With somebody that he was selling to. And he made her get her ass up too. He was just right. Like, yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was good. I like that. Fast forward to the teenage years. It's him struggling with coming to terms with his sexuality during high school which is even more difficult because there's, I wouldn't say he's an antagonist, but there's a certain character that harasses the a character bully, on, a, on a regular basis. Um, yeah. 
and he has to deal with that. And he's a very soft-spoken, soft-spoken character to begin with. So he has to deal with his mother's drug habit on top of coming to terms with his sexuality. And yeah, his mom is totally strung out at this point. Totally. All the way. Uh, and she is, I'm assuming, prostituting herself? Yeah, she is. At this point? It was it was very vague, but that, that is what was happening in, in the house. Yeah. Um, the drug dealer's uh, girlfriend or whatever yeah. is still taking care of him, letting him stay there. Here and there, yeah. Feeding him. Yeah. Uh, he's getting threatened by these uh, this, this group of bullies. His friend from earlier on uh, is, I don't know, it's it's so interesting because, again, you can tell so much, just there's so much underneath, and it, I, that's that's hard to convey acting-wise. It, it is. Uh, and this is a lot of unknowns relatively, right? I mean, you have, what, Janelle Monet and the, the guy who won the Oscar who's been in a couple of things. Yeah, he was in Luke Cage. Marshala? Right. I think he's had smaller parts than other things, but one of his bigger roles so far besides this has been the Luke Cage yes. series. Oh, House of Cards, I believe. I never watched that. But... Neither have I, but I know he's a he's a, 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 char- a character in that, I think, I believe. So um, uh, you have his friend, his light-skinned friend, boasting about uh, he has detention because he was having sex with a girl, which seems like a, a, a made-up story. It, I think it was. Because he, he doesn't want to how... say who it was or anything. Yeah, I think I think he was talking about how big his penis was, too. I was just like, that's just... How many times have I, we been chilling and I've just been like, yeah, and I was smashing last night, and she was just like, oh my god, your dick's so big. Oh, I did want to ask you about this. I, I oh, thought of... Oh, shit. Uh, what is this? So when they're younger, they're all in a circle comparing penises. Yeah, And I'm here calm. and there, I've heard somebody tell me a story of them doing that growing up. I never did, but I didn't have a lot of friends until yeah. I got to like high school. Yeah. So I don't, have you ever done that? No, no. I think there was a we were at a fam. I was like I had family around at one point. Like it was a lot of it was a family gathering, and like we were kids, like nine or ten. So we had trunks on. So my trunks got wet and they fell off, and it was like, oh man, that's crazy. And like everybody was like, oh, what does yours look like? And you know, from a young age, I was just like. Uh, the fuck? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I was just like, why would I do that? No, like I've never sat next to anybody and compared like penises or. And there was always that weird kid in the bathroom, who, for some reason, where this is after kindergarten. Like you should, you should start maturing with the way that you urinate. We stop dropping your box, your underwear, and your pants all the way to your ankles when you use the bathroom. At some point, you have to stop this. Yet I've seen grown men in public bathrooms doing this. And I think I took a picture of a dude one time. At yeah, there was a you big to do because you, remember that? you took a picture of in the men's bathroom. Yeah, I was like, bro, what you doing? Bro, <laughs> I was like, bro, what you doing? And he was just chilling. He was looking at me like, hey, what up, bro? I'm like, nah, man, don't talk to me. Your whole, all your cheeks is out, both cheeks out there. So, no, I've never I've never sat there and compared penises with anybody, though. So, there's that. Well, it's not too late. No, I'm good, bro. Let's continue with the review of the movie. Uh, so, basically, he has a dream about this guy uh, kind of reenacting the, the scene that he had described earlier of having sex with a lady and getting caught. Yeah. Uh, and then, how, how did they meet up? They met up because, because I think he was somewhere and he, I, I can't recall. I think he went to the beach or something like that in order to clear his mind, and his friend actually happened to be out there. Oh, so it was totally coincidence. It was super coincidence, yeah. So he went out there. I don't want to go into like a lot of detail in case someone wants to see it. So I'm I'm gonna be I'm I'm keeping it vague enough. To we the can point say where they spoiler can... from this time or this time or something. All right, yeah, you okay. can put an insert there. That's valid. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll say he met up. They went on the beach, and it was they 
we're just talking to one another. And I could tell some you couldn't you just tell from the vibe? I was just like, hey man, he kinda he kinda That's what I'm saying. Like that's what's so great about this movie is yeah. you know, one thing that really annoys me about a lot of movies is everything is so on the nose and they hold your hand and they're like Oh, like, yeah. audience, this is happening right now. Do you see that this is happening? And this yeah. is very much like you're just watching it play out and it's very natural. And again, conveying a lot of this stuff with mostly minimal dialogue. Like yeah. you can tell that it's like, hey, we're we're trying to not seem gay to each other, but uh, like kind of leave it open because we kind of want to kiss or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he got a hand job. That was a hand job, right? Had, yeah, but they they didn't go. He didn't just grab it right away. Uh, no, they kissed a little bit first, yeah, and then he started so, giving him a hand job. Well, right, but I don't. What I'm getting to the important shit. <laughs> so like, he got I, a hand job. He so got yeah, they had an, they had an experience with each other. Wait, what am I skipping? Like they kissed a little bit. I mean, well, well yeah, right. They, they had the whole they, conversation. They, they had an exchange. Weed they got really really close, and they were talking so on and so forth. Hand job. So that was funny to watch because I was like, when well, he was happy. Because at first I was nervous because we were in the theater and I was sitting there and I was like, all right, what's happening? Because I'm hearing moaning sounds and stuff. I'm like, wait, what? What? And I want to go on a tangent right now and say I ain't never had a hand job that made me like fidget around like that. Like majority of my hand job experiences have been. Well, yeah, majority of them uh, have been on the aggressive side. Like right, but let me let me put it to you like to, this: trying to pull it off. So you, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> it's a couple a hand of job. But... A hand job from someone with a penis will more than likely be better than the individuals that because I've only received hand jobs from individuals that don't have penises. So right. there's that. But yes, I would assume that a hand job from someone that has a penis is going to be better. Yes. But there's more right. context to it. I, I was definitely going to say that, but it was his first time right, his receiving first, sexual contact of any sort, right? Yes, like completely. And then yeah. this guy seemed fairly comfortable, so I'm going to assume he's a little experienced. Plus, we'll he also job, has yeah. a penis, so he's yeah. jerking off his own penis. It was the ultimate hand job, fucking around with girls a little bit, and, and jerking off other penises. Presumably. Ultimate. He was doing everything. He was versatile. He was a and renaissance man. It's on the beach, man. you know. You hear the uh, you the, hear the, the ocean lapping. You got the you got the vibes going on, and and then when he finished the hand job. He ain't had no napkin. He wiped his hand off in the sand. That was nasty. Because I was like, first off, how is the sand not going to stick to your hand after that? Yeah, it's just going to... I've never, I've never, I've never beat off and then touch sand. I assume the sand would like stick on my hand and I would have this like semen and sand mixture and it would be kind of like concrete a little bit on my hand. But I saw him do that, but I laughed because in that scenario, if I didn't have a napkin, that is what I would do. I would wipe my hand off on the sand. Remember when uh, Nickelodeon made their own sand? Yeah. Squand or some shit. Squand. Nickelodeon did a lot of shit that they didn't really need to be doing. Even as a kid, I was like, you're bold. This is dumb. This is dumb. (laughs) This is really, really stupid. I didn't have cable, so I didn't fall for that shit, but. Nah. They was on bullshit from the get-go. Was that right around when they was making green ketchup shit? That's, the squand was way before that. That was way before that? Okay, I got you. Um. So, yeah. So, he got, he got the ultimate hand job. The ultimate. And then, you know, after that, they go back uh, it plays out in a situation where, of course, they can't be outwardly affectionate towards one another because there's a lot of homophobia in the movie. He, the the other guy was put into a situation where he had to hit the main character, and he did so. Then, later on, what happened was the character came back, beat the bully ass. And well, because the, the bully uh, kind of initiated all this. Yeah, he did. So he's, yeah. so he's going to go sit next to his crush after he gets the hand job. I, I guess the next day at the lunch. Ultimate. The ultimate, please, please thank you. Thank ultimate you. hand. Don't job. disrespect the, the hand UHJ. Job. The UH. 
Jay. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to sit over there, but then the bully sits by the dude, and he's like, yeah, I remember back in the day, you used to punch people. For no reason. Blah, blah. He's like, you're not really on that no more. What's up? Yeah. And he's like, well, I could, I could still be cool. He's yeah. like, all right, if I point somebody out, you got to punch him. And then, so they have this really stupid agreement, and he's like, well, I want you to punch him. And he's like, damn, I don't want to do it. So he, he does it thinking like, okay, I'll hit him once, he'll stay down, and then that'll be the end of it. But our main character keeps getting up, and he's like, again, no words. He's saying, like, look what you're doing, look who you are during yeah. this whole scene. That was pretty cool. It was deep. Uh, so he keeps getting up, and he gets his ass beat real bad. Yeah. Uh, the Who is it? A guidance counselor, principal, or something? Somebody like that. I think so, yeah. It's like, you know, you need to get these fools in here who did this, and there's the right way to handle like, it. Nah, I ain't snitching. He's like, you don't even know. You don't even know. He and gave he, me the ultimate hand job. Well, he means about how terrible his life is. Oh, my bad. I thought. Oh, I thought we was talking uh, about. I've seen him more recently than you. So no, 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 no. I was. I just wanted to keep. I want to keep talking about the ultimate hand job. But yes, I understand what you mean. Well, you're if, talking you, about. if you're trying to get one, no, we can find you. I'm. I'm. No, I'm intimidated. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. Can, all right. So after that scene, what happens is he comes to school. I'm, I'm gonna start fast forwarding through it. Yeah. Like he comes to school. WWE's a chair over over the bully's head. It was just like, wow. It wasn't steel. It was wood. I think it broke a little bit. Some shit happened. Yeah, it was that. wood. He yeah. hit him with the chair. The chair broke. Then he took the piece of the chair you still hold and hit him with that. It was it was amazing. Yeah, it was it was glorious. Yeah. But then he ends up getting locked up. Yeah, he ended up going to juvie. Then we fast like forward. Fast forward. He swole as fuck now. Nah, he uh, he was hot. I'm not gonna lie. He was that was that's an attractive ass dude, yeah. man. He was muscular as hell. His complexion was really nice. Really nice smile. He was bearded. The way he was acting, like the character itself, was seemed like he was like like mentally... No, he was like very conserved because he couldn't outwardly express his interest in men. So, you know, he was selling drugs. He had guns and stuff like that. You know, his life took... In certain ways, he became... He was in Atlanta at this point. He was in Atlanta at this point. In certain ways, he became a little similar to the, the man that looked out for him, um... And what happened when he was younger and what happened was, you know, he's going through doing drugs, selling stuff, whatever, so on and so forth. Finds out, fast forward, he is contacted by the dude who gave him the ultimate hand job when he was a teenager. And so he calls him and he was just like, hey, man, I ain't heard from you in a while. How you doing? If you want to come through, I work at this diner. You should come get something to eat. Maybe after I give you another ultimate hand job. So that he was wasn't like, All right, cool. So he was he like, he didn't necessarily like, say that. But it was yeah. implied that it was going to be another yeah. ultimate hand job. And so, uh, well, his his mom was leaving him voicemails too, saying because yeah. she was in rehab in, back in Florida, saying yeah. please come visit. Yeah. So he killed two birds with one stone. He did. He visited. He he reconciled with his mother, and that was nice. And then he went to the diner, and it was real cool because everything was unspoken, and they were just like into one another. And he cooked some food. He gave him wine in a plastic cup, which was some new shit to me. I was just like, oh, that's crazy. So they ended up hanging out, talking a little bit. It finds out the dude has a child with a lady. He's not with the lady anymore because obviously he... He had a kid young. Mm -hmm. He got locked up. Yeah. He's not with that lady anymore. No, he's not, no. And now he has, like, kind of a crappy job, yeah. and he's broke, but he's like, at least I'm living a real honest life. Or yeah, exactly. So that was a beautiful thing. So they end up leaving, and the dude, they was in the car, and the dude was just like, so where you staying tonight, man? And I was like, somebody about to get boned. And he was like, yeah, you can kick it with me. So they end up going back to this place, and they were just talking, and the main character reveals that he hadn't been touched by anybody since he had received the ultimate hand job during his teenage years. <laughs> and that was that was beautiful. It was cute. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. And 
they embrace and the movie ends with them embracing. We didn't see any more ultimate hand jiving and it was very, very, it was very nice. It was very subtle. I would suggest going to see this movie, get five out of five stars, ultimate hand job. Check it out. Uh, you know what I'll say about this movie is I, I get why it wouldn't be for everyone because not everyone likes movies the same way. I just don't like look, if you're just like, hey, I'm I'm a dumb motherfucker and I just wanna see <laughs> Transformers, I wanna see robots punch each other in the face and sound like pots and pans and you can't tell what the fuck is going on. That's fine. That's fine. If that's all you wanna watch, you're not gonna like this movie. But don't be like, well, I enjoy the cinema, but this is just liberal mm. nonsense. Tum, 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 tum. We don't need to know what black people mm. are going tum, tum, tum. going through, and especially if they're gay. Mm. The, the, the gay Negroes. Mm. Tum, 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 tum. I mean, I think, I don't want to say it's besides the point, because clearly not. I, it's just, it's a movie about people, and it's about a journey, and that that's what it is. That's what it is. People are going through this. this Nobody is, gets shot. No. Nope. There's nothing. Nothing's glamorized. Nope. There's not. It's a movie about being a regular person in that environment. Nobody through. jumps a motorcycle over anything. Nope. There's no CG. There's no CG at all. Uh. That, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really cool. And since we're still on the topic of movies, I want to transition to a movie that I've seen recently and a lot of people are talking about, which is Get Out. I will say, spoiler alert on this one. So what I'm going to do is, starting now, 10 minutes. All right, so... You could you could put an insert, I guess, before this, insert. if you if you I, care enough. No, fuck, no, fuck that. They got 10 minutes. So, um... Probably more than 10 minutes. Well, number one thing I'll say, just don't watch the trailer. Just see the movie. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer gives... Not too much away, but it gives away enough. Like, if you go... Same with Moonlight. I think both movies, actually, if you go into them totally blind, uh, it's much better. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, the movie is really good, in my opinion, especially coming from the point of being a person who has been around microaggressions and been in these scenarios. Uh, It was was just really good because I was... was watching this from the point of someone having been in this like being in this man's shoes especially the scene where he was getting ready to meet him and he was just like they know i'm black she was like no should they reggie and i saw this movie together we um (laughs) as soon as he was like should should they know we were both like yeah motherfucker and there was a lot of there were a lot of black people in the theater with us as well so that was really really funny but there were a lot of the same things that we see, same things that happen when you're out in public. He went, uh, the interaction with the police, that was just like a, uh, meeting up with the family. A lot of the words the father was using, the way he was explaining certain things, you know, mentioning Obama and saying thing instead of thing or, you know, just forcing, speaking that jive talk. Like, Yeah, was, it was interesting. Like, I've seen a couple of people at this point on Twitter, um, black people saying that this movie is a little too on the nose. You can tell that a suburban black person wrote this. I disagree. I disagree with that entirely. I think some of the things... I mean, yeah, some of the things are kind of obvious, but they they happen, and they don't... They haven't been addressed in this way before, so it's important. Yeah, yeah, I agree Uh, with you. Agree. So I, I I disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it I'm I'm not from the suburbs, and the things that were going on in this film have 
have indeed happened to like it's 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 really it was just funny to see it because I was just shaking my head and the funniest part about it is even if someone were to assume that a suburbanite wrote this the character's best friend was speaking with the voice of everybody everybody he was like I told your ass not to go out there like bro what you doing like nah bro don't go out there I'm not uh I'm not a very big Key and Peele fan I think they're fine but their show and whatever is very much like hey we're we're like suburban black dudes this is what we think is funny and that's fine they don't need you know not everybody needs to be the same way or have the same upbringing like I'll never question anybody's blackness or or any of that nonsense no but that that doesn't appeal to me and I was very I was interested in this movie but I'm like all right Peel made this movie. It's probably going to be a little corny. He's He comes off as a corny-ass dude. This was a real-ass <laughs> movie. It was a very important movie. It was. Because, you know, like we talked about with Moonlight, how many of these movies exist that aren't uh, fucking Medea or, or whatever else, where you have a, a strong black protagonist that you can get behind. And not, not even that they're black. It's just... These minority-driven movies, I think, getting that perspective and that point of view is very mm-hmm. it's refreshing, really, because we've we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen the, the the other side of the coin so many times. A lot, a lot. It's become the norm. It's what you <laughs> can go to a movie and see. Like we we haven't had enough of Matt Damon. Like, and I yeah. think that was like shown a lot during the Oscars. Like a movie about buying a zoo. I thought that was a joke. I was like, wait, well, especially you a zoo? these days when they don't want to take a lot of risks uh yeah. period you know not only is everything very white but it's the same like five white people yeah and everything ben affleck matt damon uh matthew mcconaughey probably ryan gosling um they should just stop mel gibson shouldn't be in anything anymore <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just go out and say that shit because he's he's really he why is he still allowed to do things why is he not on house arrest like right now? You know, they have a way of forgiving and letting letting dudes get away with a lot of shit when they are certain people. The woman, I think, did, you saw Mel Gibson at the Oscars, right? Uh, did I you just, see him there? I, I knew that he was there. I didn't he watch was there? the Oscars. Okay. But... He was just sitting down chilling, everybody laughing. And they and only made like one joke about him or something. Ha, ha, ha. It wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, no, no, not they at They didn't all. say like, oh, you out here beating women's asses. You out here beating women? He told... He told the woman, I think he was married to her, that he hopes she gets raped by a pack of N-I hard E-R. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and he was just sitting there in the tux like, ha, 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 Yeah. Like, you know, I'm living it up at the, I'm like, nah, bro, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be banned from some shit. Like, I, I never, imagine Cuba Gooden Jr. just hopping up and seeing some wild ass shit. Like, yeah, no. He... Chinese people and Korean people are the same. Come on. Like, Cuba Gooden Jr. would never be in another movie about snow dogs ever again. There would be no sequel and there no, probably was They a wouldn't let him play OJ. No, they would No, he's done. And OJ is probably the, cl- <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing to naturally he, he can play. So, it, I, I don't know. There's a certain stigma that, that goes on and I, I don't want to get up on a high horse, but a lot of stuff is forgiven. And I understand it's a business. So, if you have a budget, you have to protect that budget by making something that you want people to go out and see so you get a return on the money invested in your project in the first place. Yes, I understand that. So why do you have movies with Matt Damon buying a zoo? Why do you have movies with Matt Damon 
well, with those... a Chinese man ponytail. Well, here's the thing that okay. the the Chinese Matt Damon movie, Chinese people like white protagonists, and those movies do really well overseas. So like, there's a lot of bad movies that do really well on the the okay. global market. So like okay. Transformers. It still does well domestically, but it makes even more money over there. Okay. And that World of Warcraft movie, fucking gangbusters over there in China. Okay. So that's slightly different. And then as far as the the independent films, white people just want to film white people with feelings movies. Yeah. This movie was another super low budget movie. And I mean, you can tell not in like it's it's shoddy production, but I mean, there's the locations are an apartment um a big house with some grounds around it and that's it there's not like action set pieces again motorcycle jumps nothing like that no you never feel like the movie's constrained by its budget but the just the concept of the film doesn't require it doesn't it doesn't and they did a lot with a a little and i like that i want to get into certain parts of the movie that struck home with me Mm. um there were well of course all of the the microaggressions he was dealing with at the get together and things like that, that those were things that happened in real life. But I saw the movie twice. I went back and saw it in theaters again. The intricacies were really, really good. When you see it again, see with both your girlfriends or what what happened? All right, cut that out. So so anyway, um, going back to see it again, people really do that. Delancey didn't do, he's going to cut that. Delancey didn't do that, but people be doing that. I'm not, I'm not going to cut it out. This is the first time I've seen this. It's scary. I ain't ain't got shit to hide. I ain't, ain't what are they, what are they, what are they about to do? I have no idea. You goofy as hell. Shut up. So, so anyway, um, um, you, you just fucked me up a little bit. My train of thought is just off. You got a notebook? Yeah, I do, I do. Alright, so, I took notes. I took notes because I'm official with this shit. You can hear the paper rustling right now. Um, in Get Out, the scene where, he's like, yeah, we're going to play bingo. Alright, cool, it's bingo. And they stood, he, and they were playing, quote, unquote, bingo. But in all actuality, they were auctioning off his body to the highest. Well, hold on, let's, uh. Wait, hold on. Okay. I'm trying to make sure we were we still within the ten minutes. I want like when the ten minutes are up. I want to. Do let we want to explain? Does it matter to explain the premise before you talk about why they're auctioning, or do you think that's important? I feel like I feel like either you've seen it or you haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. Go go on. Yeah. So so what happened is um, they were auctioning him off to the highest bidder because what happens is they they've developed a cult or ring of. Uh, in a procedure in which they can basically put these older white people in the bodies of whoever it may be. And it just so happens to have been black people for whatever purpose. Like, everyone has their own reason for Because people look for missing black people not as hard. And, That's valid. Boom. Okay. Uh, I don't know. The the black people that they're abducting are better yeah, than... Yeah, than they are. Because, you know, one is uh, super muscular. Super muscular, swole. Right, one's a musician. Mm-hmm. One is uh, I don't know what the lady was good at. I'm not sure. We didn't. They didn't cover. And then this one. dude, uh, the main character, Chris, is a, is a photographer. photographer, and he's really good at that. Yeah. So they are taking these individuals and they're putting themselves in their body, and they were auctioning him off. And to me, that that struck a chord because I was like, I, I, I try not to be that person, but I'm like slavery reference, and that's essentially what it made me think of. Yeah. You know, I was just like, well, the movie is just like, man, this. This concept could be so easily not executed well. Like, you know, how many movies do you see or, or books do you read, whatever, and you're like, oh, this, the idea of this is really cool, but I just don't like any of the shit in it. 
Hmm. This could, you know, there's so many pitfalls for a movie like this where, you know, you get the tone wrong. Like, it it balanced a lot of things. You know, there's suspense and and uh, a mystery going on. There's drama and there's comedy. Everything really blended together very well with me. I thought the, the, the pacing was good. If you're if you're checking in at the ten minute mark, we're still talking about the movie. So just don't just, even just don't just don't. You need to just put the timestamp once you edit it in the description. You know, I'm a just I'm 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 being lazy right now. I'm just I just like talking to people too. Like, listen to me. Don't just don't just just. But what what are the odds that they're gonna jump? Oh, so you counted ten minutes? Yes, I counted. 10 okay, minutes. I I'm paying attention. Uh, I, there's a method to my madness right now. All right, continue. And all the uh, the racial stuff was, you know, in the forefront because it's important to the movie, mm-hmm. but it. At least to me, or any sane person, it doesn't come off as preachy. It doesn't say white people are the devil. It it's didn't. just acknowledging a lot of real life things. Um, and then as far as, you know, the the suspense and all that stuff, like, it was done in a very fair way. A lot of movies are, are stupid, and they think you're stupid. Mm. So everything, you know, like I said with Moonlight, things are very on the nose. Or they just cheat at the end and be like, oh, it's really this. For oh, no I hate reason. That shit. I hate that shit. Oh, I was crazy the whole time. I was hallucinating. Was um, like, you know, it wasn't necessarily a plot twist in this movie, but uh, there's just a steady progression, and then you finally end up at this this place where you know everything that's going on. You're like, wow, that's really wild, and it's very satisfying because there's a, a steady buildup for three quarters of the movie, and it all makes sense. Right? It does. It does. Even the things that happened before. Uh, he went out there. Certain things, like I looked at it, and I was reading online. Someone was like, "There's a chance," and I know there, there there's a difference between what's actually intended in the movie and what is actually taking place. Um, there is a chance that initially she stopped the policeman from looking at his ID because she didn't want there to be a record of him having been there in the first place. Yes. So I was just, I didn't give thought to that. I right, was like, this is wow. a movie that second viewings you'll catch a lot of stuff in the first half that you didn't that seemed innocuous at the time the yeah. first viewing. Yeah, very much um, so. And I think the the racial aspect of it put the movie over the top for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if you manage to rework the movie where everybody's just white, it's still a really good suspenseful mystery whatever yeah, movie. Very much. So. It would still be. It probably wouldn't be a, an entire movie at that point anymore, but it would be like a very, very good Twilight Zone episode or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But anyway, you have uh, more more scenes that you relate to. Yeah, um, there was the scene where they were all at the gathering, and there were all there were a whole bunch of white people, like older white people there, of course, because uh, the family that started all of these things happened to be older, like older white individuals. Um, but there happened to be one asian man there mm-hmm. recently i was like so there's an asian man there i i thought maybe that was just he was just there to add a little bit of diversity but the thing is if he was there to add like if an asian man was there to add diversity wouldn't there be more wouldn't there be like certain indian people that no because I, I think that would take away from the focal point of it being these older individuals um, there in order to take like you know what I'm saying like too much diversity would take away from the premise of uh-huh. at least that scene so I saw an article and they were talking about how that Asian man was put there on purpose by Peel probably because the and then the article went into how there are Asian people 
that there's something called a triangulation of 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 their ethnicity or race at least in America regarding Asian people where they're in a spot between maybe not being on the same level as white individuals but feeling above the spot where African Americans or black people are so, I would say so. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not Asian, so yeah. maybe it seems a little unfair, but in my no. experience, uh, you know, they get, they don't have the same negativity put on them that other minorities do. No. In yeah. America. And yeah. so like, oh, somebody may say like, oh, like Asians are a little dirty or they're bad drivers or they're good at math, you know, still hurtful to some extent, but it's yeah. not the same. As, no yeah. one's going to say, I hope you get raved by a pack of, of Asian Asians. men. That's nobody assumes that Asians travel in packs like so they but at the same time, you know, they get to be black. Like I grew up with a lot of black ass Filipino people who oh, yeah, listen to rap music, wear do rags and shit. Likewise. And that's yeah. we let them do it, whatever. It's but they like, also hey, get, get to be white as hell if they want. Yeah, that's true. But it, it was funny because um, the article said and this article was written by an, uh, an Asian individual. Uh, I have to look for it. I, I might share it on Facebook. I might share it somewhere. Um, and he was saying that it's it's trippy because no matter how much we do or they do, we cannot reach the level of being a white person in America because of the way that we look. Sometimes there's still an exoticism involved with that. So we we will not look like we're from here. And that reminded me of certain moments where I've seen uh, certain white dudes will run up on Asian women. And there was a, an individual, a lady that I used to work with who told me that. That's why you do it was like, oh man, I never had an Asian chick before, and you know, certain stuff like that, like they aren't treated at, on the same, oh yeah, no, same level not. of you know, so it's it's a very in between place, and so, what was said was that this Asian individual was put into the movie to show, population wise, they aren't a majority, but they still have a spot where they he could have reaped the benefits of taking over oh the black yeah man's way body. more than like a black person or a mexican person it was it was it was trippy it was trippy so there were a lot of subtleties involved in that and i was like that's really really well think of the you know i think uh white dudes fetishize asian women a lot mm-hmm. more than other races yeah and that's also way more accepted like if a white dude brings an Asian lady home, I don't think anybody cares that much. What, 95, 98% of the time? But if you bring a black person or Mexican... It's going down. You're going to have some family members that don't like that shit. It's going for down. For sure. It's going down. Yeah. Some stuff is going to be said. Yeah. So that's... it's it's It opens up a lot of dialogue. It opens up a lot of things to think about. Um, and it's really, really trippy. I would suggest going to see the movie. Um, I don't have any more notes on it. If there was oh, anything uh, well, you want to bring I think the whole, uh, it was cool. You know, I think Key and Peele both have white wives. They do. And they're both half, black and half. Yeah, I, which I didn't know yeah. until uh, like a week ago. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, getting his take on, you know, he's lived the the interracial dating life, clearly. Um, and some of those things, again, they may seem cliche, but like we, we live these things. Yeah. And that's interesting for me because I'm... Uh, white passing generally if not yeah i mean there's some confusion but it's like you know if i go to somebody's parents house and then they know what i am it's it's almost 
they they have a, a more of a freedom to to ask me things and talk about things. Of course, because you're the daywalker, man. You're, yeah, you, you walk you walk a line. So it can be very. You're half and half. So individuals will approach you with things they won't approach me about. Because... Right. Nobody's gonna ask you about colored people time, but they will ask me. Yeah, of course, because they. they... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is funny though because it's like really, really awesome. But I will admit that it's really awesome when we're going to places or we're at places and somebody says something and they don't know and they think I, I might be by myself and they just and they feel comfortable enough to be like, "Hey, so what's the deal with what's the deal with this? Like, how does this work?" And then you chime in and they get confused, looking at like, like "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, there's one and a half of us here." So, like, or whatever else, like cracking a joke, like mathematically. I know you're not. You're not like a, a you know those cookies half yeah. over the top. Yeah, well, my my sister's gonna this. get that uh that DNA test. You know where they they say like where the continents you're from and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So we gonna find out. We're gonna find out. We gonna, fi- I'm gonna find. What out. if I'm what if I'm just like an octoroon or something? Octoroon. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. That'd be really really interesting. <laughs> but uh, so this movie we can kind of skip towards the end. Uh, you know some of the positive reviews that I've I've read or, or watched they were like well tonally i felt like the, the end of the movie was a little off you know i actually really loved mm-hmm. the end of the movie so did i uh the entire theater we were in really loved the movie yeah and here's something like okay when you go see a movie with black people in the theater they talk to you the don't screen expect, and stuff you're gonna expect some like sounds but the reaction that we got during this movie was something unlike i i've seen yeah, where where people were were cheering, clapping, really yeah. engaged in the movie. Very, you know, I've I actually used to go to ice theaters on the west side. Oh, I used to go to Chatham, eighty seventh and Dan Ryan. I've been yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah. So I I used to go there because I wanted to see movies, and it would be kind of like less packed, and we would just make the drive. Mm-hmm. So I've seen even you know I've seen like kung fu flicks and shit. I saw Black Mask. I used to see Jet Li movies over there. Mm-hmm. People were not into that shit as much as they were into this. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, he mercs all of those he motherfuckers. He caught bodies left and right. It was amazing. And I had this feeling like, is this what people felt like watching black exploitation movies in the 70s? Like this, yeah. you know, because you finally have, you, you know, your hero. But it yeah. was done in such a a way that made sense. It wasn't like, well, I'm a black dude on the run and I'm gonna like kill these two cops because I'm a... I have an afro. Yeah, you know, like yeah, those those movies had their place, but they were definitely just very corny ass movies, it was very corny. and they were very one dimensional. Very. This movie had a lot of things going on, and at the end, you get the payoff of like, fuck these motherfuckers, right? He he went in, he went in like the whole time. It was, and it wasn't like. It wasn't like he was murdering them. It's not like he could have just like let me sneak out and maybe no, nobody will see me. Like there was no way to do that. Right? He no. did what he had to do, and he it was amazing. He did what he had to do. He put that shit down. Like, all right, you want to let's, let's get into this. I'm gonna put the notebook down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he he is in the chair. Like the whole. I'm gonna get into the whole way of how he was caught. I'm, I'm gonna leave some things to the imagination a little bit. He, but essentially, what happens is he fakes. Like he's incapacitated, and one of the individual individuals comes and they unstrap him so they can prepare him to be taken over, or you know, or whatever. He gets loose. This man grabs a motherfucking bocce ball <laughs> and he cracks dude over the head like like blow. As soon as he hit him the first time, it was like yeah, 
what? Like everybody in the crowd was like, damn. And I, I love the interacting because certain people didn't like it as much because they want to watch movies and quiet. But I like seeing that I'm not the only individual that's into what's going on. We saw this movie in Evanston, people. Evanston. This is a suburb north of Chicago it's that not is Chicago. not known for its black population. It's not at all. No. And this 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 theater was black. It was yeah, yeah. It was packed. It was back. So um he cracked the dude, got out, fucked dad up. He got he got He stabbed him to death with antlers. With deer antlers. I was like, oh shit. He got got, you know, whole house starting to burn down. He came upstairs and the mother was standing there. She was a little bit too cool. And she went for the teacup, which is an instrument used in order to incapacitate people. He smacked the shit out of the teacup. That would that bitch went it was broken <laughs> and then and then she was just standing at him and i was and you heard me i was sitting next to reggie when this was going on i was like yo still off my ass i want him to punch i want him to knock her ass out like the beginning of the street fighter arcade game For real fight like i was like no 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 the what, what, do you what? remember the the opening little movie for the street fighter for street shoot? fighter and he got the black dude and the white dude yeah in the street? and the dude gets stole off and he yeah. just fall yeah i remember that shit. i was like yo knock her ass out dude so she came at him he caught another body and then he was on the way out. Plot twist: the dude who got cracked with the bocce ball was still alive, and on that jujitsu bullshit, he was like, "Nah, fuck that." Called another body, and then he left. Um, okay, well, r- real quick, that scene was badass because earlier, the they're having dinner and the brothers talking about jujitsu, and he's like, "You know, it doesn't matter if you're." He's essentially imp- implying like, "Okay, yeah, you're you're black and and naturally gifted athlete, you know, whatever," but. I do jujitsu, and it's not about who's stronger; it's about who's smarter. It's a and game. I'm I'm smarter than your black ass, right? Is is kind of what That's he's implying. What he was implying, yeah. Then in this scene, you know, he's like, "I got you with these jujitsu moves. I'm outsmart you." Our boy Chris outsmarts him. He outsmarted the shit. He stabbed his dumb ass. Then stabbed him in the leg, and he eight times stomped his head. And I was like, <laughs> "Yo, that shit was amazing." So that happens. Um, he leaves. Uh, find out the chick who got him there in the first place. She was looking up NCAA. <laughs> that was hilarious. These plans are crazy because she has to go crazy on somebody's dick for like three to however many months until Five months until yeah. the time is appropriate for them to meet the parents. They must have been into that poonanny so much. I don't know what she was doing. I don't know how she was doing it. She must have been giving them. The ultimate hand job. <laughs> she learned. <laughs> she learned the techniques of the ultimate hand job. Make you grab some sand. Hell yeah! Wipe it off with some sand with the ultimate hand You're job. In the bedroom, where does sand come from? Where does sand come from? It's Nickelodeon squan. It's squan. It's ski sand <laughs> from the ultimate hand job. So, um, she was doing that. She goes out afterwards. Turns out the two black individuals in the house are her grandfather and grandmother. Um. And she trying to clap at him, and they trying to get him, whatever. Fast forward, grandma's dead. Fast forward, flash goes off. The uh, grandfather turns around. He's not the grandfather anymore. He claps her in the stomach. He should have hit her in the torso somewhere. Whatever, let it go. Blasts himself. And I'm laughing because at this scene, like she's obviously gonna die. Yeah, and they did that shit on purpose, dude. They, they fucking knew. They knew. They knew. He been fucking white women a long time. He knows. He knows. So he starts. He starts to strangle her. And her face goes from, I'm being strangled. I'm being strangled. And she starts smiling, man, nasty. And I lean over to Reggie in the theater. I'm like, hey, she liked that shit, fam. I already knew it was coming. <laughs> so, so that was just funny to me. So he stopped choking her. But what's fucked up is, I mean, and this is, this is a commentary on the social climate or the political climate right now. Because the entire time he's catching bodies, I'm like, this is good. 
But Lord, please don't let the police show up because yeah. I was. You can't. You can't talk your way out of that. Say, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just a black man. I was here with these with this white family. They're putting in the suburbs, black people brains they, inside of they, or white yeah, people brains exactly, in black bodies. Nah, they clapping on site. So yep. I was freaking out. So we heard whoop whoop, and my butt cheeks clenched in the theater. I was like, oh no no not like this. Um, and it turns out to be the homeboy T S motherfucking A. And I enjoyed his character a lot during yeah. the whole movie. He he brought a lot of. Uh, comedy uh and 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 just happiness to the to well the it's film, it's so. so smart because he said all the shit that somebody in the audience would be saying like he will, why yeah. the fuck you in that house get out that house like, bro, they're doing, crazy bro? not they crazy bro uh, the whole uh police scene at the end i was pretty sure that he would live but that would be if he died it would be understandable. Yeah. yeah kind of like how they killed, uh, if you ever seen the original Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, the black they, dude at the end? Yeah. Yeah, it was a black dude with a gun. They clapped him. So he I survived could, the whole ordeal and he still got shot. Yeah, so I would get it, but I was like, man, the way this movie has been, like, they might have done both endings, but the way that it, the movie brings us up at the end with all that killing and shit and you're so satisfied and then you kill him off, it's like, Ugh. That would have been salty as Leave shit. Leave a bad taste in your mouth. Exactly, exactly. So, I like the fact that the movie left off with them driving off. And he's just looking at his man like, bro, I fucking told you not to go in this house. Like, just just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. There should have been a post-credit scene of him on Twitter swiping left on white people. He's <laughs> like, nope. He's like, nope, 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 never again. You got to be traumatized after that. Like, there's no coming back from something like that. So, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty much um, our movie review. That was pretty, like, we got a lot of stuff in. If you... If you have any opinions on any of the movies or if you have anything else you want us to check out, like that would be decent. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. We're going to post episodes. All that good shit. You take it easy. And don't be basic, please. Uh.